Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier The Cottage on the Moor Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 6. The Outcast A short time later, the Professor was pacing across the moor towards the cottage, having abandoned a futile search for Astrid. The bitter wind made the tracks of her tears sting her face. She held the dagger so tightly her palm had begun to burn, but neither sensation registered. She walked on through the valley and up to the cottage. Inside, Evie was sat on the stairs. When the front door opened, she stood uneasily, holding Bill's cudgel. When she saw the professor cross the threshold, she set the stick aside and looked at her pleadingly. The professor read the expression and walked past her into the laboratory. Bill's body had been covered with a lumpy blanket. The professor paused beside it. Something tempted her to lift the cover and check he was really there. She resisted, and taking a breath to calm herself, turned to Evie, who had followed her inside. "'What happened?' the professor asked her sternly, indicating Bill's corpse. "'One of them scavengers came asking for food again,' Evie said timidly. "'They've been before. Why did it end in violence this time? Why let them in at all?' "'Bill sometimes did business with them. They brought us supplies for in here,' she indicated the laboratory. "'And in return we gave them food.' No, the professor said sternly. That, she pointed down at Bill, does not happen because of a wrangle over food. I heard part of the argument, she continued, and at this Evie's eyes widened. They were demanding something, and you were urging him to give it to them. What use is clinging on to all of this? That's what you said. They always thought we was hiding something here, Evie said after a pause. They knew we'd been scientists before, before everything stopped. Thought there was something here that would save them all. They know about time running out. There's no escaping it, is there? So it was all a misunderstanding then, the professor scoffed. The woman on the hill's warning still lingered in her thoughts. They wanted something in here. Bill refused, and they shot him. People do silly things when they know they're in danger. Evie said sadly, and then, after a pause, How do we find her? The professor hesitated, again keeping her anger in check. Something within her screamed that she was being lied to, but the truth would need to wait. There's nothing to be done until sunrise. After that, we'll see what tracks they've left behind. I know my way across the moor. I've done it enough, said Evie. I don't mind going out now if we just... This thing, the professor interrupted, indicating the archway. A teleport, you said. It was meant to be, but it's been active. She paused and watched Evie's reaction closely. No, it can't have been. The surface was warm. Residual heat from its inner workings, I should think, the professor surmised as she walked over to the control panel and indicated the damage. 
and it certainly wasn't in this state when I was here earlier this evening. That were the energy blast, Evie said after too long a pause. It got Bill in the heart, but some of it kept going. It were an accident. The professor ran her fingers through the myriad of wires that seemed too cleanly severed. She decided against pursuing the matter, but two more questions remained. And where is the gun? They took it with them, Evie said quietly, and then silence fell between them, broken only by the whistling wind outside. Finally, Evie spoke. I'll get some sleep before the morning. Then I'll help you look. Thank you, the professor said quietly. Evie made to shuffle from the room, but the professor's last question stopped her. Why was my door locked? Evie turned back. What? she asked, brow raised. I tried to leave my room when I heard screaming, but it was locked, the professor explained, her back still turned to the old woman. I had to climb through a window. Why was it locked? I, I, I don't know anything about that, Evie stuttered, and this time the professor could sense she was not hiding something from her. No matter, the professor said simply. Crossed wires, perhaps. Good night. She listened to Evie leave the room and close the door, then ran a hand over the archway again, then returned to the window looking out onto the valley. She looked up into the distance where the copse stood on the hill. Somewhere in there was the time machine, waiting for her and Astrid to return so that it could spirit them away. She stood silently, waiting for the dawn to arrive. Hours passed until she was shaken out of her meditation by a shadow moving up on the hill. She leaned closer to the window to be sure it wasn't a trick of the dark. Sure enough, it moved again, casting a subtle silhouette against the dark sky. Grabbing hold of the knife she had set down on the workbench, the professor left first the laboratory and then the cottage. She broke into a jog, her eyes unmoving from the shadow, though it made no indication of retreat. Slowing as she reached the summit, the professor realised the figure was the blonde woman who had warned her of Astrid being in danger. As she approached the mysterious stranger, an unspoken greeting passed between them. My friend is gone, the professor warned. The group on the moor took her and killed the old man. I will find her before the sun sets again on this desolate wasteland, but before it rises, you will tell me who you are and what you know. My name is Lorelei, the woman replied, having registered the knife in the professor's hand. I used to work with Evie and Bill. We were research partners. Researching what, dare I ask? You've seen the laboratory? Yes. The arch on the far wall is a gateway. Evie said it was a teleport. In a manner of speaking. But it wasn't a case of simple matter transportation, Lorelai explained. It was meant to save us all. From the end of the world? The professor scoffed. Where is there to escape to? The realm of possibility is infinite, Lorelai said calmly. It isn't too difficult to imagine a cosmos beyond this one, surely? An alternative universe. Alternate, parallel, neighbouring. It didn't matter, Lorelai reeled off with a hint of frustration. Somewhere that wasn't collapsing around our ears is what we needed. Why didn't you see it through to completion? Lorelai laughed. <laughs> I'd have loved you. They threw me out before the work was done. Why? Paranoia, I guess. Or greed. As we progressed, it became clear that even if we were successful, the number of people we could send through the gateway would be limited. I guess they didn't want to share the opportunity. You said my friend wasn't safe with them, 
the professor recalled. Why? Any form of matter transport requires test subjects, Lorelei said, not meeting the professor's gaze. More than one of the scavengers looking for warmth has gone into that cottage expecting shelter and has not returned. Did you see her being taken? asked the professor, her anger rising again. No, she replied simply. Then, seeing the professor's untrusting reaction, added, I swear, but I think I know how we can find her. How? The gateway isn't the only secret Evie and Bill have been keeping. They're the last guardians of the archive. What archive? frowned the professor. The archive, Lorelai explained. The total sum of human knowledge. The professor's blank expression spurred her on. It's a database of every single piece of information gathered from this universe. Every document, every file, every fact imaginable distilled into a single data capsule. It was passed from authority to authority until everything collapsed and it came here to be sent through the gateway. One last hope that everything this universe created might not have been for naught. And what use is it to me? Anyone who guarded the archive was linked to it. Their memories were uploaded to it at the point of death. If Bill is gone, then everything he saw before he died will be in the archive. And there's a strong chance his murderer is linked with whoever took your friend. If I can access the information, I might be able to help identify them. Where is it? This archive? Hidden. The professor screamed in frustration. Lorelei paused to let her vent her anger and then continued. I think I know where it is, only I'll need your help to access it. She held up a strip of metal, embossed with a strange pattern of lines. Access requires two keys. I managed to take this from the cottage before they forced me out of the laboratory. The other is still in there somewhere. I can't risk going back. Evie may look like a poor old woman, but she'll cut my throat as soon as I open the door. I know too much about the gateway. Go back. Find the key. Then I promise I'll do everything I can to help you find your friend. The professor thought for a moment, eyes narrowed. And why would you help me? I helped guard the archive, Lorelei replied. If I can see it safely through the gateway, I will have done my duty. Evie and Bill never meant to save this world, only themselves. I have to finish the job. She held out a hand to the professor and fixed her with eyes wet with tears. Will you help me? The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier The Cottage on the Moor An Unbound Theatre Production Written by Dario Knight And performed by Erica Sanderson With music by Kevin MacLeod <laughs>